Welcome to the pod, everyone. A shout out to SGS. Hey, Rusty, why are we uh, partnering with SGS? Uh, uh, some 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 good people there. Pretty excited about their sports coaching courses and sports courses. Keen to make them industry ready, so when people leave, they're able to go and transfer it to any kind of industries, coaching, teaching, being an analyst, business, whatever it might be. So I think, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty exciting times, really. So what's so special about their degree courses that others wouldn't be doing? I think it'll be lots of uh, real good partnerships, uh, opportunities for people to, to get into different contexts and learn and practice. It'll be feel very applied. People will be stretched and supported and will leave you know, ready to just go and thrive in the uh, big old world out there. SGS College is the home of Bristol's higher education sports programmes. The programmes are designed to develop unique, innovative and creative sports practitioners ready for industry. Do you want to be a coach or teacher of the future? Start your journey here at SGS College and become more than just a graduate. Visit sgscol.ac.uk to apply now. Well, well, let's just get going, lads. We're going to do it in 26 minutes now. We'll do it in 26 minutes. Uh, how the devil are you? Good. Dan's on duty. I've just raced back from Cardiff to uh, go back to work. <laughs> no way. Really very festive. Yeah. Yeah, really festive. I love the effort you've put in and the fact that you're in a dormitory. I'm forcing the Grinch out. It's been one of those weeks. Come on, we're going to talk about contact. Give a quick introduction, who you are, what you do, where you're from. Uh, I'm Dan Lysett, uh, head of PE and things like that at St David's College, a little school in North Wales, right near the coast. Yeah, and I'm Ross, I work down in the same school and uh, it's a tiny school, 260 kids we've got on roll at the moment. Um, so that should hopefully give us a bit of context to why we're thinking about contact this way. Nice. And obviously, uh, Dan, you are a part-time magician. I, I think both of us are. Um, we, we've uh, become obsessed and there are several rabbit holes, several thousand rabbit holes we've been down over the last kind of five, six years. So, yeah, it's a, it's a never-ending story of um, trying to be better all the time, I suppose. Nice, but also you got dressed, you were dressed as a magician when you got married. Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's go, contact. Like, what the hell's going on? You've got a small school, some kids love contact, some don't love it. I've had quite a few people ring me this week, so people like Matt Long, I'm going to send this to Masha. Uh, and uh, where are you at? Where are you at? How are you going to coach it? What the yeah, I think Jesus it's just going on. It's pretty timely, isn't it? But like to give it a little bit more context. So we took a year eight group out to play a local tournament on Wednesday, and uh, we only left two boys behind at school out of the whole year group, um, and we still only had fifteen players on the bus. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it has to be based around love of being skillful and being self determined to play games rather than first and foremost I want to be awesome at rugby and, and we start from there uh, so that's why we've had to approach it a little bit different yeah I think I think um, we've had this conversation with other people and it came from a realization that we we can never just focus on being a sports individual we need to create kids who enjoy being physically active 
and which parts of that journey that they kind of attach to. And we think um, being skillful as, a, as an umbrella term is, is a really good place to start because individuals are then celebrated for their individual parts rather than they're good at, you know, being good at football at an early age, that kid who can dribble around everybody. Uh, the big kid in rugby, the one who can carry or doesn't mind a bit of biff. Um, and I think if we're able to um, create skillfulness or kids who want to be skillful, it gives us a real cool starting point for them to continue and, and I, that could transfer into other activities. As well, <laughs> well uh, 200 plus pods, first person to use the word biff. So well done, appreciate it. Um, Secondly, like, uh, I know how important you think it is, but kids who want to be, like interactions from them to you rather than you to them, are probably quite important. And skill, I actually think it's the thing that everyone's missing out with, like concussion and uh, is skill, like skillful defenders. Telling people you can only tackle below the waist is not creating skillful defenders. I think it's quite neglectful, if I'm honest, because, like, you might, you know, you might be really tall like me, and uh, you might be banging into some knees because you're not that coordinated or you're going through maturation and I don't know where my hands and my feet are and I actually don't think it's that helpful, if I'm honest. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, we don't teach technique. Maybe that sounds a bit out there, but it's we might get into it now um, with how it's structured, but through lots of wrestling and grappling and really, like, just play-based games where the kids are exploring their own bodies, getting into somebody else's space in a really safe, disguised way. Like they self-organize how to take somebody down who's bigger than them, the same size as them, more powerful than them, more committed than them. It's all like hidden in the in the bolognese, isn't it? Harris um, yeah. in the bolognese, definitely. And also, when you have really skillful attackers, they're able to manage the contact better. If it's just, we played a well-known independent school not so long ago when they talked about, they played wide and biggies. And he's like under 13s. And I, it was, I refed and it was, there were parts where they had loads of space, but they were bigs, bigs, bigs. And then when this, they were in this mythical space on the pitch, they could then use the wide channels. And it was like, you know, you've got a four-man overlap here, just pass the ball, or there's loads of space, kick it to your winger, and they were just, and they had been programmed that this is how to do it. So, whereas if you're skillful on the ball, you can manage and manipulate that space around you. So those collisions and contact tend to be dissipated somewhat. Yeah, I also agree with that. Like, actually, like, we're missing the skill on attack. So, big fellas biffing into uh, two other little fellas, or, you know, is... Is, is not helpful for that big player in the long run, but also is is causing concussions. Yeah, so just okay. generally, like I'm same as you, I'm into skill. So if we go, so the obviously in the news, uh, there's lots of trepidation and, and there are strap lines that make parents quite concerned about the game of rugby and physical contact. So we've obviously been doing this for a while. So we thought we'd put a video together and our aim is to have this done in the new year. Um, and it's and it's bigger than just a template for rugby. It's um, it's a concept for how to do it holistically. So we tend to start with uh, lots of movement stuff. So kids do not do the things that we used to do, climb trees and fall off buildings and what have you. I think 
not that we would say that falling off a building is a good thing, but um, play inherently seems to be uh, narrowed. So we've done something around this holistic movement stuff, um, which Ross really pushed forward in the last couple of years, and it's now part of our curriculum. So they become really good movers. They're aware of their own bodies. They're aware of each other's bodies. They could jump, land, fall. So this understanding of self is really important. And then it also builds up this little psychological safety so they, they feel a lot better around falling and jumping and, and also in aware of each other. We then put lots of grappling in. Again, so managing each other. My, my little girl's 12 and 11, so I take her to judo. And actually watching stuff like, like not just the, the physical nature, but also the ability to regulate being bumped and thrown and grabbed and jumped on. That's something that can be quite difficult for kids of, of this society. So, again, lots of grappling. and Again, they're aware of how to hold and pull and fall. But it's done in a really safe environment. Um, we then layer in with our donor sports, which we stole off Des Ryan and his Arsenal stuff, um, GAA. So this, this contact can then be done in a really safe environment. So we can layer in as a constraint that it could be shoulder to shoulder, could be dropped in. And we have mixed lessons, seven, eight, nine. So there's girls and boys in here. Um, and again, that, that's taking those first two elements into a, a game situation. And then that, the final part is putting it into the, uh, the, the game of rugby, whereas we we're really keen on evasion being prized and avoiding people. They know how to grapple and manage people. So it's not smashing each other. You know, I've watched training sessions where kids have got 15 meter run up each other and they, they yell at the kids they can't tackle. And it's that giant kid who's early developed running at the little kid. He's not going to tackle. So we, we talk about minimizing space and all of a sudden lots of the things that are concerned have gone because they're, they're better physically prepared. They have a really good understanding of themselves and each other. They, they have a psychological safety around being physical. We've removed the fact that it's just solely driven by a physical nature of the game. And then they're skillful to avoid and manage contact. So those areas altogether help us kind of create contact in a rugby sense that is not just about on your knees, band of seal, cheek to cheek. You've got legs, 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 bring him down, bring him down. It's about that they feel safe, that it's a, it's a part of the game, but a part that they're well capable of managing physically and psychologically sorry that's well long, long bit there it's just your, your storyline uh, on your knees how weird hey eh? I like, regularly tackle on my knees yeah there were those two that I remember one was being on your knees and the other one was where there was the square and you had to jog across it and get side tackled until someone did your ACL um, <laughs> which wasn't helpful uh, and then there was the other stuff I wrote while he was speaking. And I, again, I'll just replay some stuff back. Is like, often we, you know, on your knees, if on your knees is level one and the game is level 11, like what to two, three, four, five, six. And, and I think you're talking about that. And I think what you're saying is pretty early on, getting in people's ability, the physical and the psychological component is quite important. And finding the appropriate level, thinking about your pitch size, both depth. Like if your pitch is five meters deep, no one gets 15 meter run up. Width. So again, like you might start narrow and make it wider as people become more 
proficient. Also thinking about individuals, the big kid is often like the biggest problem. He or she are developing skills that aren't going to be helpful for them in the future, and they're putting other people off the game. Um, I think I also heard you talk about like the that it doesn't it isn't just rugby; it's more of a holistic thing, but also like donor sports, GAA, collisions in the air, as an example. There'll be different aspects of contact in rugby. It's not all like someone running into someone, is it? It's, it's actually like sacking a line out. It's like it's a pick and go where actually you've got to like like maybe produce some force with your body in a slightly different place. And sometimes <laughs> I think you, you spoke about it with the, with the vegetables. Like, like often I'll do sessions and the kids will go, when are we doing contact? And I'm like, you've been doing it for like 40 minutes. Yeah. You just don't know. Like, have a think about where contact exists in this game. So for me, some real, you know, one of the big, the, the, the big little things is that we don't play touch. We play shoulders. You know, because again, I think, and I'd be interested to see what what you observe in judo. But I have kind of two things, kind of principles. I think are super important. One is head in a safe place, um, and second one is like feet close, because that means you can then can manipulate the attacker. So I would play a lot of games that are quite rugbyish type games, that are hold up games, that are if two defenders lift one attacker up, it's a turnover, and then they'll go, "What are we doing, contact, Rusty?" And I'll be like, "Because I think they think contact's what you described." 50 meter runner. Yeah. I think when it, what you described there, Rusty, with the shoulders, is it a constraint as well? Because in terms of how they organize their feet and their body, they're going to be in a position where if they then needed to execute a tackle, they'd done all the hard work. They could do that and incentivize them to work together as well, like you say, lifting a man. Yeah. And, and it was interesting. It got me thinking about the, the guys that are quite comfortable with this and they like, develop that font, uh, false sense of security around their own ability to run. Um, so, like, asking them permission to put a, put a target on them, like, win the game if you take this guy out, uh, incentivizing the not-so-confident kids to work together in packs. Um, you know, all that stuff is, is hiding it. And uh, we get similar things, don't we, when we're doing contact, when we're doing contact. And, and like you say, it's... All that was missing was uh, was the final takedown. Everything else is there, and I'm pretty confident the skill development's there as well. But it's a it's a lot safer, and uh, feels a lot safer to access as well for everyone. I was um, often my experience is the kids that say we want contact are the ones that are like they move the least. Well, you know they actually struggle with movement stuff, so they're finding it quite hard. And in my game where there's a high value on getting close head in a safe place. They might find that quite challenging. Yeah. I was also thinking about like, um, like scoring systems analogies for me are really important in this. Like I would then probably start to go look at like, I'm going to call it a, a lysit. Someone can get in really close to head in a safe place. Cause, cause Dan's pretty good at it. And then like, Oh, you might want to watch Dan and see how he does it. And again, cause the other thing I don't want to, um, I want them to start to think about how they can collaborate defensively and help mm-hmm. each other versus sometimes I think like contact can be quite isolating for people is thing you described. And then the last thing I was thinking about with all of this, and I started thinking about it when you spoke about the vegetables, but, but actually 
by skillful defenders, I mean defenders who can set problems for attackers, so can like deceive and dictate. So I can stand outside you knowing that I'm going to force you a certain way or I'm going to look like I'm going to jump out of the line, but I'm actually not because I might want you to drop the ball. Um, or I'm going to call, he won't pass, he won't pass, just so he passes because I don't want to tackle you. So I also think that's like skillful defending too. Yeah, and going back to like giving them the room to do that, it feeds into more people more often for longer because it's safer because they can organise a way of doing that for their, their shape and size and ability level. Like, we've got some really unconventional tacklers, haven't we? Like, yeah. yeah. And they, they've developed that style of where they can dictate the, the attacker because they've had so many reps without reps of doing that. Nobody's ever said, look, lads, you're doing that all wrong. You need to, you need to get inside this mould of what a perfect tackle looks like. They've had that space to explore and that's a technique that's aligned with what what's best for them and and like we went to a, a small schools tournament a few weeks ago it was across the border slightly different style of place what we're trying to do but uh we're the only team out of 12 nobody got injured and like obviously that's not a hard start but it's pretty interesting um the start i think when you look at why people do it it's a bit like here's a food noise because i'm pretty hungry but it, there's a burger at the end isn't there there's an Aldi burger, which is on your knees, you know, reps hitting bags. I'm going to tell you, and I feel as a coach that I've imparted all this information, I've ticked the box. I have taught you how to tackle. And then there's this, which is we're giving you all the ingredients to make this phenomenal gourmet burger. But at the end of it, it's richer because they've figured so much of that concept out themselves. And, you know, we've got quite a lot of time to get them to a point where these collisions are going to be bigger let's say players are bigger the space is less so when we're starting at kind of 10 there's lots of opportunity to help them develop and it is because winning is an important factor hopefully it's their development because we want to keep them in the game so we don't want a quote-unquote textbook tackle from the, the get-go we want to help them develop their tackling technique and their defending as they as they progress and stay in the sport that's what we're after. And if we rob that from them by just signposting them explicitly, we, we miss a big part of how we can protect them. You've got, you've got me thinking there, though, right? You might not even be developing rugby players. If you're working with under nines or whatever, or grassroots, it's that being comfortable with physicality. If you can instill that, you might, they might go on to be a goalkeeper who's fearless, you know, in five years' time because. They're really comfortable managing their body, so there's, a, there's like a sense of ego with it with the coaching, doesn't it? But yeah. you know, trying with the dropout rates in sport, this is a big part of your physical development, isn't it? And even yeah. if you don't go on to be a rugby player at the end of it, yeah, it's a huge drop off in in rugby, like at those ages. And so thinking in advance, a year before they go to contact as well, of all this stuff that. The ingredients you need to add, uh, and Mr. Life said, I know how much you love a pizza before a swim. So, like, uh, do they need a bit of pepperoni in there? Do they need a bit of uh, cheese? Do they need a bit of salami? Uh, actually, just on the call then with the coach, he's talking about water. I mean, water polo again, contact sport, but without like a run up. Um, I was thinking again, skillful defenders. Um, 
Because again, if we're on our knees and we're just doing like hitting bags, the reality is like often like line breaks happen because of what didn't happen five seconds ago. So I didn't stand outside the, the attacker or I was stood watching the ball. So we need to put context into loads of stuff. And But then, of course, the other thing is like a really outdated version of competition, i.e. winning and what it looks like, takes away from the fact that we want them to become involved in stuff for the rest of their lives. Um, and so playing playing different versions of the game, a bit like some of the oldies sometimes wear like gold shorts and stuff and they have different rules. Like that should be perfectly normal to me. We actually, when my son played at Old Bristolians, and I can't imagine it happens anymore because uh, someone can definitely contact me and tell me otherwise. Because we had so many lads who'd come in new at like 13, 14, we would play opponents. We would play like, we're going to play 30 minutes touch first. Then we're going to play like some contact if people want to do it. But by the way, these players are going to have some different rules. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I wrote your thread on Twitter. Somebody put, you know, but kids like winning. I think, I, and I think it's it's not. Grown ups like winning, mate. Grown ups. But I, I don't think it's they don't. I don't think it's they don't like winning. I think it's that there are lots of other things that they enjoy just as much, if not more. And I think, I think that's really missed. And I found that when I coached Littleys, that you know, really the kids just wanted to do the stuff that they've been practicing, and then they wanted to see if they'd improved. And I give them, I don't know, I I get them to write something down on a piece of paper put in their parents' pocket they could talk on the way home. Nice. We do, or we do bingo. Like, and other coaches would look at me like I had two heads. You know, why? You, and I said, you know, because there are other things that they're going to be better at. You're, numerically, the score will probably say you're going to win. Well done, you guys. But these guys are going to come back next week despite not winning and they'll have developed these things. And I think this contact element can be an off-putter. But if we, if it's again, if it's not like you have to be able to chop tackle, you have to be able to front up. It's it's different parts to it, isn't it? And if we can make them feel really safe about the contact and about how they frame the the, the, the couple of hours they've been playing for, that's far better. Forgotten the measure for it is like how quickly on the bus ride home do the kids stop talking about the score and start talking about the cool stuff they did, and like. I'm always listening out for that when I'm driving the bus. That's a, that's a pretty good one. Joe, yeah. Joe Kennedy Lynch, when Scott Quinnell came, he said, it's not school of hard not Scott, it's school of crossfield kicks. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I, think, I bet he wished he could have done more uh, crossfield kicks in his life. The best teams I know, um, they have a different scoreboard. So the Crusaders measure like how many consecutive games they haven't considered driving more for. Japan Rugby at the World Cup had a couple of metrics that like were, were meant to change the game, like ball in play. And they measured that stuff and they knew the outcome would look after itself. We had a good one when the kids were younger around holdups. So I wanted to get them used to that. And so it was a, it was a point for a holdup. Uh, the target was 30 points in the game. If uh, player X, who was struggling with contact, was involved in the holdup, it was a two-point holdup. And if they got to 30, the coaches did 100 press-ups. Um, and of course, like they're collaborating. Come on, player X, get in. We're, we've got a hug going on here. Yeah, yeah. And how often do the kids, when that doesn't exist, get on the back of the kid that's a bit nervy around tackling? But that's just flipping that on his head, isn't it? It's just cough. 
I just went to the Brit School, um, 1,400 kids aged between 14 and 18. In the last 10 years, they've had two cases of bullying. They think kindness is the most important thing. So again, with this, this is where I can see, probably in rugby, this is the bit where I see the most unkindness is around conduct. Yeah. And so maybe a reflection for coaches is like, <laughs> how can we maintain kindness whilst coaching conduct? Because... I think this is the bit where we can start to, like, this is where we lose players. We don't lose them just from a physical point of view. We lose them from a, I don't feel like I'm contributing or I'm part of this team anymore. Well, I've heard that from kids who come here for sick form, from how they've been uh, treated in terms of contact. And I think that's why this, this is, this is a, could be a school-based thing as well. You know, teachers are concerned about how to teach this element because they're decontextualising it. They're, they're they're taking it out of the, the crumble. They're taking the carrots out of the bolognese and putting them aside. And then they're struggling to then put it into a game. Whereas if they thought of it around more holistic about making kids feel safer around all forms of physicality, you, you, you're on to a bit of a winner. And, you know, the, the athletic development of kids is kind of missed a little bit in the traditional curriculum. It's almost, it's still quite sport or health driven. They're not really looking at the mechanisms of how they can then be physically capable of interacting. So I think those parts help um, help teachers as well as coaches uh, re rethink how they would deliver these things. Yeah. There's a definitely a game of bulldogs that's uh, going to help coach this stuff, isn't there? With different obstacles and oh. big steps and different. And again, levels helps me with all of this. So if I was to design an, a, 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 a program around. Uh, Contact development and have 11 levels. I'll get each kid to design one, then I think we get some really cool stuff. Yeah. That we I wouldn't mean, have even thought of. Race to zero has been a good race one for us. So you, you've got X amount of points, and then we've loaded up the things we want as you lose points. And the kids are like, how far off are we? You know, and I'm like, there's there's bits where you know you can give them a, a, a huge chunk off if they do something, I don't know, like you say. If we can, if we can isolate a player and turn him over, let's say in a game, you know, ha then they think about how they manage in the defence. And it, we did a thing for the of the South RGC South, and we gave them one of the kids was you know, like they do, but we're not X, Y, or Z. You can have a pause. What, what do you mean? Go and talk to your teammates. Pause. Okay, we're having a pause. Watch pause. Over again. Jack's got something really cool to say. What is it, Jack? This thing. Okay, get together. All I want to hear right, is how you make that thing better. You've got 60 seconds. You know, now you go to the other side, so they've seen something. Have you seen anything? Because they've seen something really cool. And then, you know, and I think it's empowering those elements as well within games. And I think, why can't we do that within contact? You know, co coaching and supporting kids to, to come back is, is it, to what, to, like I say, them to us is. Yeah, last. Again, just two things. One thing is I need to use more scoring systems that go down. Thank you for nudging me on that. Uh, and the second one is, uh, yeah, just again, I would give choice. Like we're, we're moving into a contact game. If anyone feels like they would benefit from going over to the, you know, the, the contact zone or whatever we want to call it, but it's like this cool place, then go and help, you know, as opposed to like probably what you, you've you heard from some of your 6 one pupils and I've heard from, Premiership rugby players is like, yeah, pretty much got shamed, got stood in a 50-meter channel. They got all the big fellas and I had to tackle them and 
I didn't feel like great about myself and it probably took me a year or so to recover from that rusty <laughs> yeah this troy is like it's literally trauma so yeah, yeah. Don't forget, talent, talent does need trauma nah. we, we've had it we've had it the other way around we've had kids come to us and they are just like biff monsters and we're like we need to this isn't right like they've, they've got themselves into trouble so we've then what, do, what was it um clickers we sent the two back rowers and i said turnover talents who gets the most turnovers and every and and every penalty you give away you're going to lose one and you know all of a sudden he wasn't concerned about being a biff monster he was a turnover monster yeah. and, you know was it eight turnovers in the tournament <laughs> just like what well, i'm we're clicking away he, he definitely didn't care about the score scoreboard really important yeah, yeah. Lads, world series is about to kick off i'm really sorry I know we should do a quick one. We'll do a proper one, uh, just chatting about like the magician and his apprentice um, in real life. If people want to find you, where can they find you? It's always Twitter. If it's still going, unless Elon Musk has sucked it into the uh, the atmosphere by then. Yeah, if you find Dan at Mister Isaac, you'll find me as well somewhere in the retweets. In the retweets, yeah, likes. and we'll put some visuals out for this stuff after New Year as well. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a video in the new year, definitely. I've got I've got the sign off on there. So sign off from SLT. Lads, have an amazing day. Be good. Cheers, Rusty. Good knowledge, Lowen. Bye. Bye. See you, buddy.